Hi, welcome to Living Catholic. I'm David Anders from the Education Department of the Diocese of Birmingham. I'm joined today with, uh, by David Nodar from uh, Christ Life. David Nodar founded Christ Life in 1995 to train Catholics in evangelism and discipleship. He's also the author of several books, including Discover Christ, Developing a Personal Relationship with Jesus, which is based on the Christ Life curriculum. He studied theology and religion at Townsend University, Loyola University, and the John Paul II Institute for Marriage and Family Studies. He currently lives in Ellicott City outside Baltimore, Maryland. The Diocese of Birmingham has contracted with Christ Life to provide training and materials for our year of the parish in the Eucharist. Presently, there are over 40 Christ Life small groups throughout the diocese. David Nodar, welcome to Living Catholic. Great to be with you, David and Alex. Well, we're really excited to have you today to learn about you and the ministry of Christ Life and how people in Birmingham can get involved. So if we could, let's start. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and why you founded Christ Life? Of course. I'll give you two, two key points among a myriad of different things that uh, brought it together. But <clears throat> number one, uh, the writings of Pope St. John Paul uh, were so significant for me in, in some of my studies, one of the, the courses we had to read all of his writings, which was very, very inspiring, actually. <clears throat> and one of the things you realize is that he was consistently calling the church back to evangelize. He called it new evangelization, saw three fronts of evangelization to keep supporting those who are living faithfully the Catholic Christian life. Uh, to be able to go after the unbaptized as a primary ongoing concern of the church. But the new evangelization had a real concern for those who were baptized who weren't living the Christian life. And so he said, we need to respond to this call of evangelization with generosity and holiness. And I felt like I had something I might in a small way contribute to that. So that's number one, is just the inspiration of Pope St. John Paul and the call since Vatican II, 55 years ago, that evangelization is the essential mission of the church. It's the reason the church exists. So anyhow, that's number one. Number two, when I was a wee lad of 20 years old, much of far way back, 50 years ago, this month, as a matter of fact, I had an encounter with the Lord that was sort of the prodigal son coming home. And what, what occurred for me was I, during my teen years, I had increasingly walked away from the Catholic faith of my family. I really was increasingly leaving it in my heart and in my mind. And by the end of uh, my teen years, I realized, hey, the things that promised meaning in life, purpose in life, are not doing it. And I felt a great ache and emptiness and actually through a friend who had just become a Christian had not been baptized was now Christian and baptized he told me what had changed in his life was surrendering to Jesus Christ as Lord of his life <clears throat> and he said this can happen Jesus changed my life Dave he can change yours and uh, shortly after that March of 71 uh, I went to his house and I said something that's really significant for Catholics I said, I, I can see a change in you. I can see peace and joy in you. Uh, I want what you have, but I don't know how to get it. And he pointed to this personal decision for Christ. 
And uh, I got down on my knees and, and uh, prayed simply to the Lord, uh, asking Jesus to help me. And I encountered the love of God, the forgiveness of sins because of what Jesus has done for us, and a certainty that the things I had been trying to change in my life could change now through the grace of God, through the Holy Spirit. And here's the thing, for many of us as Catholics, we don't realize this is the power that's given us in baptism, but we frequently don't, as adults, make a personal ratification of the promises that our parents and sponsors have made. And that makes all the difference in the world. And St. John Paul, just to go back to, to finish this part, David, he made this comment, uh, conversion means accepting by a personal decision the saving sovereignty of Christ and becoming his disciple. And I've shared that with some of my other Christian friends. And I'll say, who said that? And they'll say, oh, Billy Graham. And uh, when I say no, <laughs> Pope St. John Paul was the one who said that. And uh, so the, the, those two foundations, the personal encounter with Christ and the, the appeal of St. John Paul to make evangelization the essential mission of every baptized Catholic uh, was what, what led me into saying, I think I can make a small contribution uh, in this area. Now, you know, something that really struck me about your story was, you know, a lot of the language that you use, I think, could be uh, represent our whole sort of ecumenical approach to coming to Jesus. And I'm, you know, I'm a a Catholic catechist, and I'm always kind of got my ears open for where's the Catholic element here. And yeah. and you put an emphasis on receiving the forgiveness and love of God so that I can live a changed life. You talk about having yes. the power to change the things that need changing. What For most people, what do you think those things are? Yeah, well, for, for those who are living a Christian life, for us as Catholics, frequently it's easy to sort of compartmentalize our life. Our lives get so busy in our culture that we think this means going to mass on Sundays, or sadly nowadays, often uh, people say occasionally, and that's pretty much their sacramental life. And uh, they may be really struggling with major kind of sin issues in their lives. And uh, they don't know the power of the sacraments, because this encounter with Christ is really not firmly there, the foundation of their lives, where they come to realize this is about a, a lifestyle as Catholics. This is not just about going to Mass occasionally, but this is a life of living for Christ. And we, we come together as a community to celebrate around the, the table of the great sacrament of his new covenant. So there's numbers of places where people are hindered and snared by different things in their lives. They don't know the power that was given to them in baptism uh, that really changes things if there's a profession, an adult acknowledgement of the sovereignty of Christ in our lives presently. So would, would you say that the mission then of Christ's life is to help people through, through the appeal of meaning, the meaning of the Christian life, to ratify what they've been given in the sacraments and begin to live a joyful, fulfilled Catholic life when previously they may have just been going through the motions? I mean, is that an accurate characterization? That, that is, you know, the, you know, the Christ life, and I know you want to break this open more, but it's for anybody and everybody, for the unbaptized, for the dropped out Catholic, for the occasional Catholic, 
and for the faithful Catholic. And we've seen all kinds of people, you know, thousands of people go through and you get the 18 year old or you might get the 80 year old faithful Catholic. Catholic education through university is involved in service. And then he says, as a result of going through the Christ Life Series, I never knew that I could have this personal relationship with God. I didn't know that that was a possibility. Nobody really clearly articulated that. And then his life, even as an older gentleman, has come alive in a more vibrant way. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's, that's what we're after, is trying to bring everybody to see the good news. And for those who've been living as Christians to realize this is what has been promised to you. In virtue of your baptism and the sacraments, this is what the Lord Jesus gives to you. And he, there's so much more. You know, that, that, that's really a tremendous vision because, you know, I've, I've studied why people leave the faith and, and there's good data on why people leave. And yeah. a lot of the, you know, the political folks in the media think it's over hot button moral issues. That's not why people leave. What the yeah. data show is they leave because they don't know this. They leave because they, they haven't been able to make the faith alive in their life. They don't feel like their spiritual needs are being met because no yes. one's actually told them how to do it. I That's love correct. that there is an apostolate that's aimed just at those folks. That's tremendous. Yeah. So, so tell us, what, what can somebody expect if they join a Christ Life group? Right. Well, Christ Life is this relational process that deals with three key elements of conversion for us personally. And this is for the, the baptized as well as the unbaptized, but predominantly going after those who've been baptized. And the first element is called discovering Christ. And that's just laying out the truths of this good news that Jesus Christ brings to us and having teaching content that's basic gospel content. And then <clears throat> uh, following Christ, which is about, okay, if I've made this commitment to Christ as a Catholic or not, if I'm just becoming a Catholic, how do I live this in my daily life? And characteristics that we see in the lives of the saints and taught in the magisterium and the catechism about how daily life ought to work for us. And then finally, a, a, a course on sharing Christ, which is quite a challenge for us as Catholics to believe that for 55 years, the church has been saying that every one of us are supposed to evangelize. We're supposed to be able to tell others this good news of Jesus Christ. So those are three courses that work together. And right now you know, in the diocese there, David, you're doing uh, Discovering Christ. And uh, as you mentioned, there's you know, 40, 40 groups or so going through it. And what happens in those groups is you get together and you have a, a brief teaching, uh, 30 minutes max, and then an opportunity to talk together. And it's not catechetical. That is, it is not aimed at, I'm telling you as the teacher, this is what you've got to believe. This is an evangelizing small group. It's relational. You're going to build relationships with one another and talk about what do you think and feel about the talk you just heard. And boy, oh boy, some of the conversations are quite extraordinary that happen there. But this is a relational grouping that gives us a chance to build relationships critical for parishes is to have this community or chanceries uh, to really have a sense of community, why we're together, what's the mission of the church. So we build these relationships where we're not only somebody that I might say, peace 
be with you at mass and never know the guy's name, even though he's been sitting right behind me for 30 years. But now I start to really know people's names, builds community and it's community centered on Christ. And uh, it's very significant the way grace works to encourage and bring hope to people. You know, part of the curriculum is a video presentation. And there are a lot of resources out there in the world today to give the Catholic faith in, in a video format. I mean, I think how many classes have you been in where everybody sits and stares at a screen together? And one of the things that struck me when we started uh, sort of previewing Christ's life in the chancery offices was that that's not the way Christ's life is set up. It's not just sit in front of a screen and watch a talking head. It's, it's really designed for people to interact with, with one another. Now, what, what, initially made you want to include that as part of the Christ life curriculum? That whole dynamic of the, the relational part. Yeah. Is that what yeah. you mean? Yeah. I mean, how'd you think yeah, that well, up? Yeah. Well, but again, some of the graces in my own life as a young man, because of the crowd that I used to hang up, hang out with, they were really opposed to the Christian faith. I betrayed this gang as far as they were concerned. Hmm. And by grace, you know, this activation, this renewal of my baptismal promises, I realized I need to seek out others that I can be with who have, have basically a biblical worldview, have a Catholic worldview of how, how we live our life in order to be able to live this life in Christ. So it's always been a very important part of my life. I've always sought to be part of small groups. I think it's an essential, it's not a non-essential, co- you know, using COVID language. This is essential to the Christian life. And uh, it's something that's meant to be our communities, our parishes are meant to be communities. A lot of times there's a long way to go in that. And so we wanted to build in this dynamic because grace works in one of the most effective ways in the context of relationships where adults can talk, being talked to, like you said, David, on a screen, where it's basically didactic teaching. There might be a five minute question and answer at the end. But if you get a bunch of adults together who watch something and then can actually talk among themselves about what they thought, what hit them, what are they having issues with? They're adults. It really creates this great opportunity for grace. And the Lord, he's just looking for opportunities like this to to bring people closer to him and to one another uh, in those groups. Now, you know, in our own diocese, we've connected the Christ Life Training this year to our, to our own bishop's call to celebrate a year of the parish and of the Eucharist. How, how would you understand the relationship of parish life to, to, yes. to Christian living and what role Christ Life might play in developing that? Well, you know, uh, the church teaches that the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian faith. And Uh, While a lot of people don't know that terminology, uh, a lot of people can get into a sort of checking off the box kind of approach. I go to Mass on Sunday, and then the rest of my life really isn't lived very much differently than those around us. And I, I like to think of the fact that Sunday liturgy is the high point for us, and receiving the Eucharist, it's the source and summit of my Christian life. And but it's the source and summit. It's up at the top of this mountain, so to speak. Well, what's below it? There's meant to be this whole lived life in Christ that really is essential for us. So 
uh, there's this bigger, deeper meaning, and the church has a responsibility to evangelize her own, uh, those in the congregation. Uh, I have a dear friend who actually teaches on the series is with me, Father Eric Arnold, and he, he has a mantra. He says, presume nothing in terms of who we're speaking to in, in the parishes, uh, let alone in the Christ Life series. And that's important because a lot of people haven't had a lot of formation. So we have this opportunity to be parishes to understand the necessity of being a community, especially an increasingly hostile culture. Uh, we really need to be able to be brothers and sisters. Read the New Testament. Uh, and it's just extraordinary. The sense of family, the family of God that's existing in those churches and the way Paul as a father talks to them. And he wants to renew that among us. And it always starts with the issue of conversion for all of us, clergy, religious, and laity. We need to de devote ourselves more fully to him. And some of these primary things, uh, the charisma, the gospel, community, uh, you know, being able, to, as you're doing, David, you know, being able to help people to understand the Catholic faith, including those within her walls. So uh, that's, that's how we try to help in terms of the parishes. We're eager to sort support parishes in having a, a, a process to become and make missionary disciples. That's the language that the church has been using over the last several years. And it ties to the two universal callings of all the baptized. We're called to be holy and we're called to evangelize. That's for everybody. That's what Vatican II taught. And uh, so we want to have a process, an initiation process beyond RCIA that helps to begin to do that. It's not the full thing, but the Christ life uh, process, relational process, it's trying to at least help us to learn to become missionary disciples who are making missionary disciples. You know, I, I've, I've been around Catholic parishes and curricula long enough to know that sometimes, you know, the next great thing comes along. And, uh, and maybe, you know, Father buys a subscription, and then it gets buried at the back of the bulletin. And the 15 yeah. people who do it become the group in the parish that does that thing. And, yes. and it may be of some benefit to them, but it doesn't really transform the life of the community. I, I could see that Christ's life could go either way, depending if it gets buried at the back of the bulletin, or if it really becomes central to that parish's evangelistic outreach. Have, have you seen some, some occasions where Christ life has really been embraced by the leadership of a local parish and become a very a prominent expression of the church's evangelistic ministry? Yes. And, but, but starting where you, you, your illustration, see all of the above. Uh, there's a programmatic mentality that many have at many chanceries and many parishes plug and play. Okay. It's Lent. We plug and play but it's not thinking about what is our mission as a diocese or as a parish, and then being able to enter into like, we need things that are not just programs, but are actually processes where it's seen that way. So we've had some significant uh, fruit happen where the pastor, he, he is genuinely gifted to be a pastor and he sees the mission of the church as evangelization. So he wants to have his one parish up in the Archdiocese of Philadelphia calls it a core curriculum of uh, evangelization to make missionary disciples. 
And this is going to be every year they're going to do this. And so there's a prominence. It's not just in the bulletins. It's spoken about from uh, during the homilies. There's live testimonies or video testimonies. Uh, those are sent out. And especially more and more of the parishioners get it that the most significant way to invite people is personally. That's, mm. that's the big, most fruitful way. But, you know, you understand if it's, if it's not, if it's just, oh, yeah, we did that. And just, you know, now we're on to the next thing. But there, there really needs to be a paradigm change where we're thinking mm. through having a process, an initiation process, if you will, that builds beyond RCI and continues helping adults to, to live for Christ. And it's not just limited to the content in Christ life, obviously. Now, is Christ life something that, that people could, could conduct in any venue? They could do it in their homes. They could do it in their parishes. Is there a preferred way of organizing it? The primary way we've, we've trained is for parishes. We've gone into dioceses here in the U.S., Canada, and, and uh, over in Europe. Uh, but uh, since COVID, we've seen some really significant and interesting things happen because we have a lot of the courses online, as you guys are experiencing there in Birmingham. Uh, we're now seeing some individuals doing it, and they'll do it uh, for their family and friends. Or there's a group that's doing it for men, and they intended it for their, their city and ended up with people from all over the states coming because, you know, different guys would say, hey, I've got a brother in Missouri, you know, and want to invite him and so on. So, yeah, we're seeing this thing developing that we want to be linked to the local church, to the diocese and to the parish. And there are issues of the importance of getting people tied back in the flesh, so to speak, uh, with parishes. It can't just be on Zoom uh, or some other video platform. So, but, but just to answer, yeah, we're, the parishes is where we primarily want to help, but we think there's something happening right now that we really think maybe something the Holy Spirit's in, in, uh, inspiring, where there's different missionaries, Catholics, you really feel a, a call to, to a mission in certain areas, their business, you know, their family and friends, men's groups or women's groups and so on. So we'll see where it goes, but we're excited about that. Now, do you have some kind of rough estimate of how many people or parishes or dioceses have uh, have experienced Christ's life since you founded it? Yes, uh, there's uh, uh, conservatively something like 250,000 people who've been involved in the Christ Life series. There's over a thousand parishes uh, who've uh, who are or have been have used it. And um, 40-some states been involved. We have people in New Zealand and South Africa and Nigeria, uh, numbers of countries in Europe. Uh, so, yeah, it's really, uh, really taken off. And, and part of the problem answering the question is we'll get a note from somebody who's doing it. We never had any clue or any, you know, contact with this person. You find out they're doing great guns in their parish, you know. So, but that's something of what's been happening. And, and remind me, but when you founded Christ Life, you worked in close association with your own bishop in Baltimore, right? And, uh, and it's, you have a, a Episcopal endorsement from a number of dioceses for the program, correct? That's right. Yeah, we're, we're very fortunate. And years ago, 25 years ago, when I went to our archbishop at the time, Cardinal Keeler, and submitted the idea 
of starting a ministry explicitly of, of evangelization, he was so thrilled that any Catholic would want to train people how to, he immediately said, Dave, I want it to be an apostolate of the archdiocese. So uh, it was a wonderful beginning. And we've had wonderful friendships and support from a number of other uh, archbishops uh, around, and bishops around the country and elsewhere. Well, Dave Nodar, I'll tell you what, we are so excited to have the program in Birmingham. Uh, it's going great so far. We've got a lot of positive feedback. The best quote that I've heard yet was from a deacon in one of our parishes that said, when do we get to start the next module, right? Oh, and uh, and already the groups are beginning to, to multiply. You know, what started out as one has become eight in some places. So we're very excited. Uh, and we're really appreciative of your being with us today. I'm going to turn it over now to Alex Kubik, who can uh, tell listeners in the Birmingham Diocese how they can get involved in a Christ Life group in their parish for the year of the parish in the Eucharist. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. And thank you, David. Uh, the meeting of the Davids today. So uh, thanks again for listening to listen uh, to Living Catholic. If you are interested in getting involved in a Christ Life group here in the Diocese of Birmingham, uh, you can contact uh, the Office of Discipleship and Mission. That, that would be me. Uh, my name is Alex Kubik. Uh, you can reach the Office of Discipleship and Mission at 205-776-7186. That's uh, 205-776-7186. And uh, just uh, get a hold of us that way. And I have a a master list of all the parishes that are currently running Christ Life. If you want to try to squeeze in during Lent now for one of the groups that's existing at a parish now. Uh, And if you, your parish wasn't able to get started with discovering Christ during Lent now, uh, we're going to be starting different parts of the Christ Life program throughout the rest of the year. And so please get in touch and we'll, we'll give you some information on how you can talk with your pastor about getting Christ Life uh, going, starting with discovering Christ in your parish uh, later on in the year. Um, and uh, so we want to say thanks again, Dr. Anders, for, for hosting us today. Thank you, David Nodar, for being with us. Uh, for, if, you, if you want to catch us next week uh, for Living Catholic, we'll be back next Thursday at 3 o'clock. Uh, you can subscribe to the YouTube channel. You can, uh, I think the, the cool kids say, smash the like button uh, and, and hit the bell, you know, ring the bell. Uh, and that way you'll get subscribed to the channel and you'll get notifications uh, when we go live with videos like this one. But every, every Thursday at three o'clock, uh, you'll be able to catch another installment of Living Catholic with Dr. David Anders. Uh, and so next week uh, we will have Sister, uh, let me see here. Yes, we will have Sister Madeline Marie of the Sister Servants. Uh, and that's going to be great. She's going to be uh, discussing with us uh, how parish life and personal discipleship connect. Uh, she's got a really interesting personal uh, take on that and and how that that played in her life. So we're, we're excited for the conversation with Sister Madeline. Once again, uh, go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure that you get the notifications on this. You can also find Living Catholic via the Catholic Diocese of Birmingham Facebook page, uh, as well as on all of your favorite podcast uh, channels. You'll be able to find Living Catholic there as well. Uh, thanks again, and uh, we look forward to uh, being with you again next week.